Welcome to the Behind the Scenes Podcast. We're taking the mask off ministry. If you want to follow us on social media, our page is B underscore Behind the Scenes Podcast for Instagram, B dot Behind the Scenes Podcast for Facebook. And today we're talking about Elky Hall. Booze. The Elky Elky. Booze. I don't know any like cool current words for it. Booze. I'm getting old. Booze. Booze. Only people like spirits. Yeah, spirits. Yeah, they say spirits. Wine and spirits. Wine I don't know. And spirits. I don't know. Only pe- people like 45 and older say booze. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get into that today because um, Pastor wanted to talk about it and I have a ton of questions about it anyway. So yeah, I think it's an important topic. Yes. It is a real topic, and especially in the church world today. Not just people in the congregations. There are pastors like all over the nation that are smoking and drinking, mm-hmm. living like the world, and uh, standing behind the pulpit on a Sunday morning. What's wrong with drinking if you're in the ministry? Well, there's a multiplicity of real issues. Um, Bible being one. Right. We like the Bible. Mm-hmm. We believe the Bible is absolute truth. Mm-hmm. And the Bible deals with drinking. Um, Proverbs chapter 31, and we always think about Proverbs 31 as the chapter that deals with the uh, with the virtuous woman. Right. But the beginning part of it actually deals with booze. It is not good for kings, O Lemuel. It is not good for kings to drink wine or for rulers to take strong drink, lest they drink and forget what they have decreed and pervert the rights of all the afflicted. <laughs> Give strong drink to the one who's dying. So, like medication. Yeah. And wine for those who are in bitter distress. Let them drink and forget their poverty. <laughs> Dang. So is that God giving permission for people who are in bitter distress to have alcohol? Well, they No, what they're really doing is he's talking about medication, using it as a medication, <clears throat> which people instead use um, antidepressant pills nowadays. So would it be not a sin to use alcohol as antidepressants today? I'm just trying to be clear. Um. There's a multiplicity of understanding of alcohol. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the factor of drinking. It's if you're a a believer, it goes beyond just drinking. So let's take it back to pastors Mm -hmm. because congregants are a little bit, people that are in the congregation are a little bit different, especially as people that are behind the pulpit. Um, The people behind the pulpit that are drinking, it's a very distressful because for me, the question that I have to ask all people who drink is, why? Yeah. Your why is everything. Yeah. How many times we sit on this podcast and that's what we talk about, your whys. Right. Or we talk about absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Absolute truth being the word of God. And the why is, why do you do what you do? Right. And so when you realize why you're drinking, well, let's be real. My favorite of people that say, I just love beer. You didn't love beer. I've never met one person in my entire life that said the very first drink of beer was, wow, that's refreshing. It's always, that's gross. Yeah, yeah, I've heard it's gross. I've never had it, but. Well, I had one. Yeah, it's gross. (laughs) So what it is is that you have to acquire a taste for it. Mm -hmm. Well, if you have to acquire a taste for something anyways, it's probably not the best for you. Right. Number two is why? do most people just do it for fun, do you think, or in your ministry experience? Well, why? That's the question. Yeah. Why do you need 
to have alcohol in your life. Well, why do people drink alcohol? To relax. Okay. Um, I guess it, I'm guessing. Um, relax. Social things. People just social do it things. just because other people are doing it. Right. Um, some people, unfortunately, do it because they're trying to numb some type of pain. Okay, so let's take one at a time. So your first one was relax. Yeah. So if you have to use booze to relax, then why do you need the Prince of Peace? It's a good question. Yeah. If you have to eliminate the Holy Spirit, who is the comforter, mm -hmm. you eliminate the Holy Spirit because you need a buzz or you need to relax. I need a glass of wine to relax. Mm -hmm. So the Holy Spirit can't get you to relax. You need a substance to do that for you. Right. That's an issue. What's the, what's the line between like using alcohol to relax and using other substances to relax? Any, well, what would you need to relax with? Well, give me another substance. Let's Weed? just say, <laughs> no, we're clear on that one. <laughs> no, like, um, like the TV or some people like to do it with food. They just, well, we know food's called gluttony. Right. And if you're using food as a, uh, as a, as the need to cover or whether you eat because you're depressed, well, you're going to become very large because you're depressed. Right. It's called gluttony. Okay. Gluttony is called in the Bible a sin. Yes. So that's what you say. Well, you know, booze is no different from any other sin. True. But why booze has a bigger why? Yeah. So the first one is if you need booze, you need wine, you need alcohol, you need a beer, you need, well, the Bible is very clear about strong drink. You will never yeah. find strong drink anywhere in the scripture even talked about as allowed. It's always considered sin. Yeah. Every single time in the scripture. Yes. Hard drink is always considered. So people say, well, there's none, then there's nothing wrong with a beer. But why are you drinking a beer? So you need to relax. So you drink a beer. So you got to get a buzz. Yeah. You can't have the comforter. The comforter doesn't do his job. Mm -hmm. he, he's not good enough to do his job. You need an outside stimulant to bring relaxation to your life. Ooh. Well, then that to me is an issue. Yeah. It's an issue on your relationship with Jesus. Yeah. The number two one you said was what? Social. Social. So you need to be accepted. Mm -hmm. You need people to see that you're cool. You need people to see that, um, that you're okay in their community. Mm. So you've got to drink alcohol which means you have a low self-esteem, right? which means you don't have a God esteem, which means other people's acceptance are more important than God's acceptance, mm -hmm. which means you feel you got to fit in. If the love of the world and the love of the father is not in you comes down to a whole nother. Again, this is wise. Will having a beer send you to hell? No. Will have a glass of wine send you to hell? No, but the why will. Ooh, that's good. That's really good. Never well, thought of it that yeah. way. So the last one was? Um, trying to numb some type of emotional pain. Exactly. Jesus yeah. came to heal the brokenhearted, not Budweiser. Yeah. So you think that that's why in that scripture that you just read in Proverbs, because people in the Old Testament didn't have the Holy Spirit as the comforter. So if they were going through a little bit of distress, the book of Proverbs said, drink some wine and just well, be married. Well, they didn't have medications like they have medications now. Right. Um, I guess that makes sense. And there are sense. people with genuine mental issues right that genuinely need help mm -hmm. um medications aren't evil right um back in those days they would that was the main medication that they would have okay 
Well, that brings clarity. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, you know, it's, it's really concerning to me in the Christian world today where you have a pastor, a pastor sitting back and drinking rum Coke, smoking a cigar yeah. and hearing from the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Really? You're hearing from a ghost. He ain't holy. You don't think that people who are in that type of sin can hear the Holy Ghost? Yeah, conviction. Hmm. I mean, let's be real. If you're doing any of the, if you're sitting back as a pastor, you're sitting back having a rum coke. Number one, the Bible's very clear. Strong drink, nay. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're not obeying God in the strong drink. Mm -hmm. You're smoking a stogie. Why? Why are you smoking a cigar? I like the, I like the taste. Well, let's be real. No one really likes the taste at first. I don't even know what those do. Is that a cigar? Yeah. What do they, like, do they relax you like a cigarette or no. like, what do they do? No, they're, it's like, it's smoke. It's just smoke? Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, it's, it's just, just for show. show. It's just cool. It doesn't do anything for like your... No. You're, you're not supposed to inhale it at all. A yeah. cigar? Yeah. Wait, then why is it a sin? If you don't, you don't inhale it, you don't, it doesn't do anything What's to you. What's it for? They do inhale it. They're not supposed to. I mean, it's really not made for. Not made for inhaling, but when you blow it out your nose, it means it went in. Yeah. I mean, like I know like those... like walking up somebody, hey, did you smoke weed? But I didn't inhale. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I've seen like for status and stuff, people have the, those big Cuban cigars. Yeah, why? See, the uh, why is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need booze to cover up your wound, well, then your artificial stimulant is not allowing you to be healed. Yeah. So if you need alcohol to, to heal your broken heart, well, number one, you're not going to heal your broken heart. Number two, you're going to become addicted. Number three, there's no, great, there's no greater Lord than alcohol. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you as a pastor how many marriages I've seen destroyed, how many children beaten, how many people lose their jobs? How many people can't drive? I mean, you can tell all those guys are riding bicycles in the middle of winter. Yeah. Without stretchy pants on. <laughs> you know those are the that ones that lost their license. Hot, yeah, right? you know they lost their license. Yeah. You know, I can't tell you how many people have died because somebody was addicted to alcohol or got drunk. So it all comes down to the whys. And in Christianity, especially today, we're trying to be so, become so much like the world because we want to be accepted by the world that alcohol has now been absorbed into the Christian community to become a norm. Yeah. Well, it's not a norm. should never be a norm. You should be different. You should be strange. Well, when I go out to a business, uh, business meal, you know, I want them and they buy me a drink. I don't want them to think that I'm disrespectful. You look at them and say, listen, I, I, I don't drink. Right. If they didn't like the fact that you don't drink, then really, do you want a deal? I've never, I've seen a lot of people like become brave enough and courageous enough to say in front of their friends, like, hey, I'm not drinking anymore. I've never heard of one person getting turned away or no. turned down. They're actually like looked up like, wow, that's really great. I'm exactly. glad that you're doing that. So that fear is like weird because I've never seen anybody look down upon for not drinking. Absolutely not. But what ends up happening is when you were drinking a lot and you stop drinking a lot, your friends start getting convicted and say, well, I liked you better when you were drunk. Right. Really? You liked me better when I was a drunk, when I was an idiot. You liked me better when I couldn't, when I couldn't hold and I had to puke all over the place. You liked me better when I put a shade on my head and danced around a room, act like a, a fool, a fool. You liked me better when I got violent, when I was an alcoholic, when you liked me better, when I would be depressed and crying over in the corner. You liked me better 
Come on now. When I woke up in bed with somebody, I didn't even know their name. Yeah. And his name was Larry. And my name is Larry. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that is a wild night. Whoa. I don't remember anything. It was really cool. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Well, I, I don't have any experience with alcohol. I just chose to stay away from it for personal reasons, even, mm-hmm. even before I decided to be Christian. Um, but what... Oh, dang it. You know what? This is why, this is why I wrote these down. This is why I wrote I'm, I'm going to eat one of these like, things that make me drool. Do it. What is it called? Sour Bright Crawlers Very Berry. Mm-hmm. They're pretty yummy. They are very yummy tasting. But I'm going to drool. I know that. Okay. So do you think that it's sin for people to be in the environment of people who are drinking alcohol? Never mind leadership. Leadership probably shouldn't be like caught at a bar or like, you know, house parties are like kind of self-explanatory. But let's just say somebody is going to a business meeting and they know drinking is going to be there. They've chosen not to participate in it, but they still have to, quote unquote, be in that environment. Do you think that's sin or that's wrong? No, that wouldn't be sin. The sin would be acting like the world. Remember, the why is everything. That's what people are getting away from. Right. They want to justify their actions, but they don't want to answer the why. Mm Mm-hmm. When you genuinely answer your why, then you actually get to the root of the issue. And the root of the issue is usually, I want to fit in, trying to cover things up. Mm -hmm. Or what was the first one? Oh, to relax. To relax. So really what you're doing is you're just telling everybody what your real why is, is I don't want the Holy Ghost. I don't need the Holy Ghost. I got booze to take care of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. But there's no problem with like having to be in that environment for a controlled amount of time. No, but you know what the issue is too, is as Christians, we forget that we are holding the standard mm-hmm. and we forget that just because we might have a freedom doesn't mean we should be exercising that freedom. Right. I know people in our church that came out of alcoholism, like they were al- actual alcoholics, like alcohol owned their life. Mm-hmm. Do you realize if they drink one drink? They're going to go back to where they came from. That's very scary. So here are the pastors drinking uh, rum and Coke, gin and tonic, with a stogie sitting out of his mouth. And there's somebody over there that just came out of alcoholism that says, well, I mean, if it's okay for the pastor, it's okay for me. Yeah. Then bam, they're back in alcoholism and you drove them there. Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I'm not just talking off the top of my head. I, I remember we had an individual at our church who... Their whole family dealt with alcohol. Mm -hmm. And they went to a a family event and they pushed beer at the family event. And a Christian family, by the way. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, this individual took a beer. Gone. Oh, goodness. Back to the world. Back to alcoholism. How long were they sober for? Uh, It was probably not too long, but it doesn't matter how long. Yeah. I know another individual, they were, uh, they were addicted to vodka for 20 years. Mm. And God delivered them. I'm talking like a genuine deliverance, not a DT, complete deliverance. Yet, they went and had a wine with somebody. Oh, goodness. And boom, they're back in. Is there anywhere in the Bible that shows um, spiritual activity with alcohol? I know people say there's like a spirit of addiction and stuff like that, but I don't know if it's just if there's any biblical examples of it. Uh, against it? 
no like um like somebody <clears throat> being enticed by a demonic spirit to drink alcohol no it'd be more addictions Mm-hmm. You know, people say, well, you know, coffee's addictive. Exactly. If you're addicted to coffee, then you shouldn't be drinking coffee. Right. You can drink coffee, but if you're addicted to it, what's your why? Well, I need it to get up in the morning. Well, that's an issue. Yeah. I can't survive without coffee. What are you going to do when you get to heaven then? Yeah. <laughs> Better hope for yeah. a Java beans. Skip yeah. Jesus. Right. Make sure there's a good Colombian coffee up there. Right. So we, we have to answer our whys. And, you know, as I was talking about that, there's a scripture in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse mm-hmm. 9, actually 8 and 9. Let's go up to, let's go up to verse 7. However, not all possess this knowledge, but some, through the former association with idols, eat food as really offered unto idols, and their conscience, being weak, is defiled. Food, is not com- uh, co- uh, food will not commend us to God. Uh, we are no worse off if we do not eat and no better off if we do. But take care that this right of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if anyone sees you who will have knowledge eating in an idol's temple, will, not, uh, will, will he not be encouraged if his conscience is weak to eat food offered to idols? Really what it's getting that into is don't let your freedom and your liberty cause somebody else to stumble. Right. And that really is a genuine issue. Mm-hmm. Listen, I am not going to allow somebody behind my pulpit who's going to put on Instagram and put on uh, Facebook drinking booze. Yeah. Why? Well, because if I can't trust them that they're not going to be a bad testimony to the community, well, I don't believe that's a bad testimony. Really? Then what do you think it is? A good testimony? Do you, did you ever see Jesus sitting back with a stogie and uh, drinking drinking a, a, a gin and tonic? No. Well, why? Because he's too busy doing the kingdom's work. Yeah. The Bible talks also in the book of Galatians about sins of the flesh. And one of them is drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Another one is revelry. Another one is partying. Another one is witchcraft. Yeah. And the word witchcraft there is the word we use for pharmacia or pharmacy or drugs. Mm-hmm. When you are drunk, well, I just don't get, I don't drink to get drunk. Then why do you drink? Yeah, we're back not, to the it's why. It's not made Aren't for any other purpose. Yeah. Are we not back to the why? Why? Oh, you want to fit in? Well, why? Well, you want to like take the edge off? Why? Oh, you're hurt inside? Then you're going to drink booze. Why? Right. You think that um you think that Christian bartenders should feel convicted about what they do? Absolutely. Really? Don't you? Well, I don't know. That's why I asked you. <laughs> well, I'm asking you. I would I would feel convicted. Why I would you feel convicted? I wouldn't even want to touch it. I wouldn't Why want, would you feel convicted? I wouldn't want to make my living off of giving people things that hurt themselves. Exactly. Uh, are we upset with people that sell heroin? Yes. Are we upset with people that sell weed laced with uh, fentanyl? Yeah. Why? It's killing people. It's destroying people. Oh, it's destroying lives. Mm-hmm. Are we upset with people that sell drugs to children? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Little Timmy. Because they're hurting children. Right. Right. So why would a Christian be a bartender? 
I don't know, just to make money. Huh. I don't know. So is it wrong to be a prostitute and just to make money so you can tithe? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Okay. 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 Am I making sense? Yes, you're making clear sense. You know, I just, it's, I just can't wrap my head around. Well, pastor, did you ever drink? Um, very little because I, I never wanted anything to control me. Yeah. Did I ever try wine? Yeah. I actually sat under a pat. I actually sat under a guy who drank. Wow. Regularly. Yeah. Okay. Like I, <laughs> I remember I had him for the first time preaching at my church when I was in Newfield. And the dude moves in the supernatural. Mm -hmm. Gifts of God without repentance. And moved in the supernatural. And so after, you know, the service, great service, went out to eat with him and he orders a beer. I went. And he goes, oh, do you have a problem with me ordering a beer? Well, first of all, the church is paying for your beer. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Number two. Everyone here knows me in this community and my guest speaker is drinking a beer. Yeah. Which means now I'm okay with you drinking a beer. Yeah, I was upset. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Number one, God had to pay for your beer. Number two, everyone now believes I'm okay with you drinking beer. Which means if they're an alcoholic, well, if the pastor's okay with it, then God must be okay with it. If God's okay with it, then what's wrong with me drinking? Right. This is what it gets in, it's getting into. If, if your liberty causes someone to stumble, well, then that is an issue. That is sin. Yeah. Your liberty exercised that will destroy a weak vessel mm -hmm. is sin. But that's my right. Really? Well, I have a lot of rights that I had to give up. Yeah. It's like the higher that you go or like the higher you're calling, the more rights you have to give up. Absolutely. That might not even be sin. No. Is it a sin to swear? Yes. Really? Yeah, don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Well, what's considered corrupt? There's words in Africa that are not considered corrupt here in America. Right. Well, I was actually just going to ask you that about drinking because there's, uh, I had a, an English teacher in college and he said that it was very normal when he grew up in Germany for five-year-olds to just drink beer. Yeah. I mean, the question is, why? I mean... Exactly. Because okay. <laughs> you got to look for something. You yeah. got to look for a reason. Yeah. You know, you got to look for a reason to drink. Right. You got to look for a reason to justify putting wine or strong drink in your hand and guzzling it down your throat. We live in America. Dear God, we live in America. Yes. How many types of sodas are there? Like, oh. How many types of so water many. are there? Too many. How many types of flavored water are there yeah too many. how many types of beer that are zero alcohol out there but people won't drink the zero alcohol beer because they want to drink the regular beer but it tastes the same yeah why because they don't really drink it for the come taste. on now they don't drink it for the taste come on now <laughs> you know this yeah. is really it gets down to the whys and our issue is that mm -hmm. as soul winners the world knows how the Christians are supposed to live. Right. They know that if you're a born-again believer, spirit-filled preacher, you should not be at the bar. Yeah. If the pastor is at the bar, are you going to go sit under his ministry on Sunday? Mm-hmm. 
If I stand up on a Sunday morning and start dropping the F-bombs, are you okay with that? No. Well, I mean, it doesn't make me any less spiritual. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that make me pretty uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> why? Because dropping F-bombs, that's crazy. Why? Why? You're, why is that bad? You're a pastor preaching the word of God. So? Fresh water and salt water can't come out of the same spring. I mean, why do you think that that would be considered bad? It's just bad. Why? Because the word says so. Don't let any corrupt communication come out of your mouth. The F word is so clearly bad. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you looking it up? I mean, this is an issue because <laughs> because you really think it's bad. It's is the just F word a word. Bad? Yes. It's bad? Huh. Drink no wine or strong drink, you or your sons with you, when you go into the tent of meeting, lest you die. It will be a statute throughout the generations. He shall separate himself from wine and strong drink. This is talking about the Nazarite vow or one who is separated to God. Yes. Come out from among them, be separate, says the Lord. Be holy, for I am holy. Okay, let's keep going. Yes. He shall drink no vinegar made from wine or strong drink and shall not drink any juice of grapes or eat grapes uh, fresh or dried, dealing with alcohol. Mm. Uh, Deuteronomy, you shall not have eaten bread and you shall not drink strong, you shall not, not, shall not drink wine or strong drink. I mean, verse after verse after verse after verse after... Wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. Yeah. Never That's mind the why. Right. Never mind your liberty causing somebody else to stumble. Never mind uh, Perry Stone did a study on the wine in the Bible age. Because mm -hmm. they generally had wine because the water was bad. Yeah. Um. And if you were going to drink wine like they did in the Bible days, it's seven parts to one. So you need seven to one alcohol. Seven parts water, water one okay. part alcohol. Mm -hmm. That's the wine they drank in the Bible days. Must have been yummy. It's like watered down grape soda. So if the water was bad, does that mean that just mixing a little bit of like the fermented grape juice in there made it not bad anymore? Um, what they would do is they would drink it before it got to that level of fermentation. So they would drink, they put the, the grape juice in and they would drink, it'd be like grape juice. It would not be like, uh, but if they're mixing it with water, cause the water's bad, they're just mixing it with bad no, that's water. That's like that calculation of what, how much alcohol would be. Oh, and that kills bacteria and stuff. Alcohol does. Okay. So let me help you. Help me. <laughs> so <laughs> if you were drinking the alcohol content the days of the Bible to the, the days of now, mm -hmm. it would be seven times watered down. Yes. So it would not be the alcohol content that we have in the wine today. Right. But I'm saying that the reason why they drank that type of wine was because the water was bad. Correct. But they're mixing it with water, the wine with the water, the well, water was that like was juice. bad. It was juice. Right. But I'm saying like if it was <clears throat> bad water. <laughs> I'm not saying they put water in it. I'm saying... If the alcohol content. Oh, okay. I hear you. 
she's pregnant. That's all. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta eat Okay, no, I really did have to get to the bottom of that because I was like, nah, you can't be mixing it with the bad water and saying I'm drinking this because the water is bad when you're mixing it with bad water. You're way too funny. But it's just the alcohol content that it's like seven to one. Okay, I hear you. Um, if people would like to go on Facebook, now I'm drooling. Ooh. I ate one of those. It's a berry. Um, okay. <laughs> literally, I'm just like salivating. So gross. Um, <clears throat> if you want to go on Facebook, the title of the um, the title of Facebook is called "Absolutely Shocking!" Exclamation! 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 Is it okay for Christians to drink alcohol? Number two, Number two and it's by Perry Stone. So I'd encourage you to go watch that. I think it would be important for you to watch that just to see uh, the actual breakdown of the mm -hmm. biblical times because we love to use the fact that Jesus made water into wine. Did he make wine? Yes, he made wine. Was it good wine? Better than the wine they had in the beginning. Yeah. But the fact is, is that Americans don't need to drink wine. Right. Americans don't need to drink booze. Mm -hmm. Americans definitely, scripturally, should never touch strong drink. When Jesus made the wine, because we said that like you should feel convicted if you're a Christian bartender. So when Jesus made the wine, was it like the alcohol wine that people got drunk off of or was it a different type of wine? It was definitely, it had, it had some level of alcohol in it because it was grape juice. Right. So, um, but again, he would never cause people to stumble. Mm -hmm. Hi, let's go to Jesus's party. He has the best booze. I mean, it says right there, it said he had, he made the made better the best wine. wine. Yeah. But does that mean it was the most alcoholic wine? I'd like to think not. Well, I mean, if you did, then Christ is okay with booze. Right. And if Christ is okay with booze, then why would he in the book of Galatians chapter five say, if you're an alcoholic or you're, or I shouldn't say alcoholic, if you're a drunkard, you're mm -hmm. not going to heaven. Right. The Bible is very clear about that. Right. It doesn't say, hi, if you're a drunkard, you should feel convicted. He said, mm -hmm. if you're a drunkard, you're not going to heaven. Right. That's bad. That's hot. Yeah. And the book of Ecclesiastes, it says, Ecclesiastes 2.24, it says, there is nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment, enjoyment in his toil. This also I saw is from the hand of God. So um, Solomon wrote Ecclesiastes, right? Correct. So, Solomon had some issues. Yeah. But Remember what his issues were? He liked foreign women. He, he had an addiction. Yes. He had a, a very addictive personality. Yeah. He had 700 wives and 300 whores. <laughs> yes. That's what he Close had. Close your ears. <laughs> so we can move forward. Go ahead. No, we can't. Yeah. Because it says there's nothing better for a person than he should eat and drink and find enjoyment in his toil. So is that... No. There's the, he's, remember, his whole flow of Ecclesiastes is... Um, vanity, vanity, all is vanity. Taking the purpose, and this was my, this was Rhonda's favorite. This is Rhonda's favorite book. It's one of mine too. Yeah, and the reason for it is because it takes everything that mankind finds as value and says it's foolishness. Yeah. That the main value that you should have is your relationship with God. Yeah, but what do you think he meant by that? Um, he said, "I have found in his <clears throat> old in his wisdom." He said, "I've found that this is from God." Yeah. Certainly, he didn't say like did he eat say booze? and drink. He said no. He said eat and drink. But right, what eat and drink? I mean, no one would really even say that. Maybe it's cultural. I don't know. When I hear people say like eat and drink, I think like eat with a glass of wine. Really? Yeah. Is that wrong? Not a rum and tonic. Whatever. 
whatever or drink is. I don't know. Budweiser? <laughs> no. No. I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I mean. Exactly. <laughs> so that's not what he's saying? No, he's saying that I'm sure he, if you went on, he would say all is vanity. That was yeah. the flow of the, of the entire text. Yeah. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with enjoying life. The issue is not enjoying life. Right. It is how you enjoy life. Mm-hmm. How you enjoy life is very important. You don't need to drink booze to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And if you do, why? Yeah. There's non-alcoholic wine. There's non-alcoholic beer. There's Shirley Temples. Those are great. So the question is, why Mm -hmm. are you a Christian and drinking alcohol? Is it worth you not knowing, and I get this all the time. I was walking in Lowe's yesterday and a very large gentleman walked over to me and he said, Pastor, you don't know me, but I I watch your your TV program. And every time my wife sees your your commercial with your wife in it, she cries. Aww. Can you imagine if if he had walked into like Applebee's and there I am with two beers sitting in front of me? Yeah, that's terrible. You don't know who knows you. Yeah. You don't know who you're going to make to stumble. Well, I mean, I have a right. We all have rights. But is your right so worth making someone fall back into sin? Mm -hmm. Well, they're just weak. That's what the Bible said. Yeah, they're weak. Don't let your strength be hurting somebody who's weak. Didn't Jesus say like it's better for you to Hang a millstone around your head. Yeah. If you make one of these little ones to stumble. Mm -hmm. We have to really question ourselves in America. The American church has digressed from a level of Outward holiness. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be outward holy and be dirty inside. Right. Jesus said that to the Pharisees. You clean the outside of the bowl, but the inside of the bowl is, is dirty. Yes. So that's not the issue. But the issue is our outside proclamation definitely either, definitely either allures or repels people who do not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And if the church is acting the exact same way as the world, drinking the same way as the world cussing the same way as the world, living the lifestyle the same way as the world, Mm -hmm. then how are, well, why would they want Jesus? Right. There'd be no reason. And now there's such a thing as getting drunk in the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah. The Bible, that's old. Yeah. But the Bible says in the book, I believe it's Ephesians, do not be drunk with the wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And I would rather be filled with the Holy Spirit any day. Yes. Than be filled with wine. Yeah. If you need wine, why? And when it talks about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, how you say the gifts are without repentance, right. does that mean um, like the actual like nine gifts of the Holy Spirit or does that right. mean like the ability to sing? Or the- no, the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Um, there was a, a, a old-time evangelist, voice of healing evangelist called named David Nunn, N-U-N-N. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually was had the privilege of sitting with him one time and he was telling me about he was telling me about um, a situation where he got on an airplane once. It's back in the 60s, I think, maybe early 70s, mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you could smoke and drink on the airplanes. He got on the airplane, and there were two very, very well-known evangelists. 
They had booze in one hand, a, a cigarette in the other hand, and a whore under the other arm. Yikes. Yeah. And they're all, you know, in their first class heading out to their next ministry. And they looked at him and they said, David, come on now. You know as well as we do. When we get up there, God's going to move in a mighty way. Oh, that's horrible. So, you know, enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And he just walked right past them. Wow. But he told me, he said, if I said their names, you'd know them. Wow. Yeah. So all those people in the airplane, are they ever going to take anybody serious? Is it worth damning someone into hell for your liberty? Mm. That's why Ron and I many times would get up and leave a movie. Yeah. We talked about that once before. Mm-hmm. I would get up and leave a movie. Why? Well, because um, excessive perversion or something in that fashion. Remember one movie, uh, Ron and I sitting together and... Uh, uh, to the opening the opening of the movie was two girls running down the street in their underwear. And she looked at me and she goes, and I looked at her and said, okay, well, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. I remember uh, one time it was two guys kissing. And it was, we got our money back on that one too. Yeah. Why? Well, because anybody who saw us in that movie, it must have been okay, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what anybody would assume. Absolutely. Yeah. What you... What you validate, even if you're not doing it, to other people is now saying, I agree with it. What about like in the privacy of your own home during Why? like New Year's? Why? Well, I don't know. That's the people, question. Yeah. That's what people don't want to talk about. Yeah. They want to talk about their rights, but they don't want to talk about their why. Right. Why do you need to drink on New Year's Eve? Um, why? Well, because we're celebrating. But why do you have to do it with booze? Right. What is your purpose? What is the real bottom line of your why? What's wrong with your hand? My fingers are getting chubby and they're getting a little swollen. So I'm just... She's sitting here going like yeah, this. Yeah. I was getting tight around my ring. <laughs> I, I just... I confront myself with my whys all the time. Mm-hmm. This is self-awareness we talked about. Yes. I EQ. If you are not self-aware of your whys, then you do things out of stupidity. Right. What is the word stupidity? Stupid. Why? What, what does that mean? Look it up. What's the word stupid? Okay. I'll look it up. I'll take one of these things while you do that. Okay. Let's see. So I can drool down my Google. face. Google. Stupidity. Definition. Here we go. From Oxford. Behavior that shows a lack of good sense or judgment. Mm-hmm. The quality of being stupid <laughs> or unintelligent. Lack of judgment or what? Or good sense. Hmm. So, if sitting down and having a glass of wine to calm your nerves is good sense, the Holy Spirit isn't good enough for you. Hmm. Is that intelligent or stupid? That's stupid. If you need booze to be accepted into a community, is that intelligent or stupid? That's stupid. If you need booze to cover up emotions that are wounded, is that intelligent or is that stupid? That's stupid. Hmm. Mm-hmm. The why is the real bottom line of booze in the American church. Yes. Do I think it is sin for a pastor to drink alcohol 
and smoke a stogie and brag about it. Absolutely. Yes. I have will stand in front of him, call him a moron. Why? Because it's stupid. Lack of lack of good sense and judgment. Judgment. Why? Because it will send somebody to hell. Yeah. Worship teams are dear Lord going out and drinking after like Absolutely. whole worship sets and stuff like that. Yeah, there are a lot of people writing worship music that are alcoholics and mm -hmm. drug addicts and even homosexuals. Mm -hmm. We love their music though. Mm -hmm. We've got to get down to our whys if we're going to make a difference on this planet. Yeah. Why are you here? I'm an ambassador of Christ. Yeah. Does the ambassador have the right to act the way they want? No. No. They represent what? Their country. Their country. Well, is there, are people getting drunk in heaven? No. No. Are people drinking wine in heaven to fit in? No. Are people drinking uh, liquor to, uh, to feel peace? No. Okay. Are people drinking liquor um, spirits uh, to, to uh, cover, what was the one we missing? Are we missing one? Emotional hurt. Emotional hurt. No. No. So why are you doing it here? Right. Well, what if somebody's listening and they know it's a sin, but it's just very difficult for them, even like in... You might need detox or deliverance. Yeah. Even socially. I mean, I know people have a really hard time letting go of the social element of alcohol. I talked to one guy. He was a um, 42-year executive with a very large insurance company. Mm -hmm. And he said before he even got born again, he watched so many men and ladies destroy their lives with booze Yeah. after their meetings. They would go to the bar together and they would all sit around and drink and get drunk and some would end up in bed with other people and Ugh. some would make absolute fools of themselves. Some would be vomiting on themselves. Some would be saying stupid things. Uh, that's what the scripture says in Proverbs 31. Yeah. And he said, I finally came. He said, I wasn't even born again. I came to the conclusion that I would only drink ginger ale because I wanted to be in my right mind. Yes. Gird up the loins of your mind. Mm -hmm. Be sober, be vigilant. Yeah. For the what? Devil. Mm -hmm. It's important that we recognize the whys of what we do. If you're, drinking, if you're drinking booze as a Christian, why? Don't tell me you like the taste. If you like the taste, drink O'Doul's. Why? Well, I just want peace. Then you are relying on somebody besides the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm just trying to hide or submerge the hurt. Well, then Jesus isn't the healer of the broken heart. Milwaukee is. Yeah. Why? That's good. I don't think many people stop to think about the why because it's just so normalized in the Christian world excuse me, and in, um, and in the secular world too. There's like nowhere that you can see where, is, is there such a thing as like Christian clubs? No. Or like Christian. Why? Because there's no booze. Right. <laughs> and the real Christian ones are, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, people tell me, <clears throat> well, it's, it, I, I have a challenge for people. Show me a football game or baseball game or hockey, some, some sport that is not completely surrounded by alcohol. Mm -hmm. Golf? Booze. Really? Hard liquor, usually. Wow, really? Yeah. 
Oh, golf is like peaceful though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> when you, but when you get to the 18th hole or 19th hole, you can get drunk. It's kind of boring too. What's that? Lacrosse. I've never watched lacrosse. <laughs> I didn't, is, lacrosse. It a, is it professional? Profe is there a professional group of lacrosse? I don't think nationally. Yeah. If there was. Volleyball. I don't know. What do they do at volleyball games? If they're watching, probably drinking. Yeah, that's exactly what I they're don't doing. Know. <laughs> it's at the beach. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, you can't show me a professional sport that isn't surrounded by booze. Mm -hmm. There is no greater taskmaster than alcohol. Someday I'm going to write a country song. Not that I can sing. <laughs> but uh, it's on... Uh, how sad it is how many people I know that have been owned by liquid. It is really sad. It's very sad. That liquid actually owns lives. Mm -hmm. Kills lives. Cirrhosis. Mm -hmm. Car accidents. You can go on the, on the list. Yeah. Kills your bank account. Yep. Kills your marriage. Mm -hmm. Destroys your children. I've never seen alcohol do good things. Not once. That's true. I've never s seen anybody say, oh, my life got better because of mm -mm, this never, drink. Yeah. Never. But Christians, we want to we we party with them because we want to be accepted by the world. Mm -hmm. Influence. You're influencing all right. Yep. <laughs> they, know what, they know what you shouldn't be doing, but you're doing it anyways. Yeah. <clears throat> Would you say that about anything else like, um, like sugar addiction, caffeine addiction, Food addiction, anything that let's would be considered an American, addiction. Let's look at the world. I'm trying to remember the stats. I think it's the average American eats, I think it's up to 100 pounds of sugar a year. And it it's was. probably right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. That's probably yeah, right. And it was, um, I, what was it? It was in the early 1900s, the average American ate less than five pounds of sugar a year. Wow. Well, then they worked too, so. Yeah. Health was, you know, they were thinner at least. Mm -hmm. You know, if you look, uh, when I go to Mexico, we have churches in Mexico that we oversee. Uh, when I have a prayer line, it's usually diabetes. Mm -hmm. they, oh, you've been there. Mm -hmm. They're all, they're all, they all need uh, healing of diabetes. And the reason is because they drink Coca-Cola in the morning, Coca-Cola mm -hmm. at lunch, Coca-Cola in the afternoon and Coca-Cola at night. Yep. Not like American Coca-Cola. We're talking like real sugar cane Coca-Cola. Yeah. And they're all like got diabetes. That's so sad. One day there was a pastor driving. I know this person because the guy told me it was it was him. He smoked, mm -hmm. and he got saved. He he got saved in his late forties. So he's driving with the pastor down the road, and the pastor looks over him and says, "Norm, when you quit smoking cigarettes, the Lord will use you." Oh, my goodness. And Norm looked at the pastor and said, Pastor, when you stop being a glutton and obese, God will use you too. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Roasting each other over here. Dang. I mean, that's real, though. Let's talk about cigarettes for a minute. Why is smoking cigarettes a sin? I didn't say it was a sin. The why? Yeah. Okay. You're addicted. You should be addicted to nothing but Jesus. So addiction is sin. Addiction is sin. Addiction is control. Mm -hmm. Addiction is when you no longer have control, but something controls you. Right. You don't have the choice not to drink. You don't have the choice not to smoke. 
You don't have the choice not to do drugs. Yeah. The heroin drives you. The alcohol, you get DTs. The cigarettes, I mean, you get mean. Mm-hmm. Anything that you're addicted to is wrong. Yeah. You should only ever be controlled by Jesus. Yeah. He's the only one that paid for you. Amen. Isn't it amazing that all other addictions you got to pay for? Yeah. That's crazy. crazy but the addiction about. that is the greatest, that lasts the longest, that has the greatest full satisfaction is the one that paid for you. Mm-hmm. His name is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, I don't have anything else to ask. I don't got anything else to say. say. Okay, praise God. Well, that wraps it up with today's episode of the Behind the Scenes Podcast. Again, our social media is B underscore Behind the Scenes Podcast for Instagram. Facebook is B dot Behind the Scenes Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week. See you.